You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List Online. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith. I've got a great interview subject coming up for you. I've been a fan of this band for a long time, and indeed the man himself. It's none other than Steve Esquivel from Oakland's own Skin Lab. I'm so glad that these guys are coming to Australia and that they are back in the business of making music. Now, the reason for the conversation, of course, is because of their tour. They are touring across July and August 2019 with Pissing Razors. I've already had a conversation with Joe from Pissing Razors. That was a great conversation. Now, I'll read out all of the dates. There's only one date in July, Wednesday the 31st in Adelaide. Thursday the 1st, they're in Brisbane. I will hopefully, fingers crossed, be getting to that show. Friday the 2nd, they're in Melbourne. Saturday the 3rd, they're in Sydney, of course. And then finally, Canberra. You've got a show on Sunday the 4th. So let's have a listen to what Steve has to say. Here we go. Smith calling for our chat. How are you going? What's happening, man? Mate, it is, uh, I think it's about 12 degrees outside at the moment, Celsius that is. It's a balmy Tuesday morning. Got up, got to get the kids' lunches organised, and I'm talking to the great Steve Esquivel. So, mate, I've got nothing to complain about, <laughs> mate. I've got to tell you. <laughs> you know. Awesome, man. Thank you. Um, it's a pleasure. How are you doing? Been, been a long time since we talked to anyone in Australia. Mate, it's. I actually was in the crowd in year two thousand when you guys toured. You know that, and uh, I I remember that like as if it was yesterday. To be honest with you, man. So I don't know where the last nineteen years or so have gone, man. But uh, it's, it's it's certainly was that the uh, short haired tour or do we have dreadlocks hair then? No, you, you had hair then. The first one. You had hair then. And okay. You bought. I bought one of my favorite band T shirts ever. Which was a black. It was a black T-shirt. Of course, it was black, but it had silver writing on it. Still, the stencil on it, and it said Bay Area Beat Down Down Under, and it had all of the two yeah. on the back. That was a wicked band T-shirt. That man, that one. <laughs> awesome man. You know, so these these shows, mate. I and you know, just to that point, I didn't think we'd ever see you again. To be quite frank with you, but here you are, mate. You got three shows coming up with Pissing Razors, man. Another great band who I did never thought I'd see on Australian shores. But you got to be looking forward to these shows. Yeah, absolutely. Those are our brothers. Um, um, and actually, those five shows total. Two two more shows have been added to the tour. Oh, sweet. Um, okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah. No, we're we're very excited. Um. Are we going already? Are we are we into this? Yeah, that's it. Go for it, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, okay, cool. Yeah, no, um, we're uh, we're excited, um, and we're well, well, well primed, and um, you know, we're uh, we're actually firing on all, all cylinders these days. Um, you know, when I say that, we're we've grown up a lot, and uh, you know, we've learned to live live life without being so fucking crazily messed up all the time. So it's uh. It's a whole new lease on life, man. We're really excited to get back out there, and uh, yeah, we're really excited to get out there. I'm not sure, I'm not sure how much I can emphasize on that, man. Yeah, well, look, we're looking forward to it, man. It's just occasionally every year there's a tour from left field, or there's an album that comes out from left field, and you're like, holy shit! Like, like a couple of years ago, it was Venom Inc. reforming and then releasing Ave. This year, it's been. Uh, the possessed or possessed releasing their new album, yeah. Jeff Becerra, back back into the fold. Thank God for that. And now you guys touring. Fuck yeah. 
and now you guys are touring. So <laughs> I think it's I think it's one of those things. And the interesting thing about you guys is, and I really got to credit you with this one here, mate, is that prior to you guys coming out with Disembody the New Flesh, I know we're going back 20 years now, but I'm in my 40s, so you know this is the span of time that I've been listening to metal. I really didn't like mm-hmm. a lot of so-called new bands, okay? Really couldn't get into a lot of stuff. I, I kind of liked Machine Head. Love Pantera, of course, but in terms of the newer stuff, really wasn't getting into a lot of it. Then you released Disembody the New Flesh and the floodgates opened, I've got to say, and I reckon one of the heaviest cuts ever written alongside of Morbid Angels, that nothing is not, is looks can be this deceiving. That's one of the heaviest cuts I've ever recorded, that one now, oh. man. So please tell me you're playing awesome, that one. <laughs> uh, we can. We, we definitely can. I'm glad you said something. Um, yeah, we definitely, we put a post out not too long ago of what people wanted to hear. I'm not sure if it reached Australia, but we're always down to play shit that people love. But that, that song's, uh, definitely fucking, um, a really cool song to play live. One of the cool things about that song is it's so slow. Yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes, I mean, for a while there in the beginning of our career, we were, we were, well, throughout our career, we were always placed on shows with like lots of different bands and lots of friends that we were coming up, you know, we were friends with, but musically we weren't really similar, you know, bands mm-hmm. like uh, Subsalic Carnage and, yeah, you know, um, coming up just like that whole scene, that black death metal kind of forensic stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, for some reason we'd end up playing, you know, like looks can be deceiving and it get the craziest of crowds moving. So we, you know, uh, just, you never know, you know, I mean, that was a song that seemed like a kind of a more somber, you know, uh, middle of the road thing, but something about it, man. We really, uh, uh, we could see the reaction on that song gets from people. And uh, mm. yeah, I appreciate that. Scott, hey. Scott Sargent wrote the music for that. So oh, is that right? That. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You hit on a really important point there too, which is that you, you were sort of lumped in with some death and black metal bands, but probably for no reason. It was just convenience's sake, less so than a genre's for, for a genre's reason. And I think that's what it was. Oh, well, yeah. You know, uh-huh. remember. The label was pretty much, you know, at that time, they. They had pretty much honed in and kind of pretty much had a pretty big, you know, a strong grasp on a lot of that stuff. So, you know, between prosthetics, Century Media, Nuclear Blast, I mean, all the all the owners and labels, like they were all really good friends. So, you know, um, just kind of a circle of wind, and I think we just happened to be in the middle of, and it and it was really cool. I mean, we, we, we it's funny because we say that we kind of graduated from that and went on to own the more nostalgia bands. Like I, you know, for some reason we end up getting, mm-hmm. you know, SOD tours, Exodus tours, and yeah. we were starting to get like all these bands that were coming back. And uh, I don't know. I mean, all in all, but, I mean, it's it's been great because we've been you know exposed to so many different styles and so many different uh, fans from different bands that we've been able to play in front of, so can't complain. Mm. Well, I think, I think as you well know, mate, the so-called true and cult death and black metal fans, man, they're after the real deal, man, so if they're gravitated toward you, man, that can only be a good thing. They, they sense that authenticity. Absolutely. You know, that real authenticity within your music. Sure, yeah. You know, um, well... That's really cool, and uh, we're, you know, <clears throat> ironically enough, I mean, I'm sure you know we have a new drummer, and our, our yep. uh, named Fabian. He's he's like really into the darker side of metal, and uh, we're really stoked with the new album. Um, it's something that you know, it's his first album with us, and it was really cool to hear from him. Like like, wow, dude, this is a pretty intense record. I mean, he listens to everything. I mean, I would say that you know, 
behemoth is probably the most commercial of the stuff he listens to. <laughs> you know? uh, so to get a little, you know, compliment from him and direction that the album is gone is uh, pretty cool. It's kind of reassuring, and yeah, yeah. Indeed, cool. indeed. He's... We'll, we'll see if they embrace us, man. We're, we're kind of, we're everything. We're nervous, man. It's been a long time since we put out a new album. Yeah. And it's like, where do we stand? You know, we know we wrote a really, really, really good record. We know we wrote really strong, super heavy fucking production's amazing. But it's like, where does Skin Lab stand today? You know what I mean? Mm. Um, I uh, get we're, it. we're really excited to see. <laughs> the other thing too is I've always loved your artwork. It's it seems to me like as though a lot of effort and a lot of attention to detail has gone into your artwork. You know, I mentioned the T-shirt that I purchased nineteen years ago, but your your album covers, man, they've always been epic. So will that theme continue? Can you tell me a bit about some of the artwork that you've got associated with the new album? Yeah, uh, we've actually we we by chance we just um, threw out a couple of feelers and, and we got this guy that's uh, from Australia. There you go. <laughs> uh, ironically. Um, and I, I, I don't really know his name off the hand right now. And, um, but yeah, we've kind of, uh, the new album's called Met, uh, Venomous. That's Venomous. The one of the album. There you go. Um, and uh, it's, it's a pretty cool album cover. Uh, I mean, it's a manipulated kind of scenery. That's, it's really cool. Um, I don't want to give away too much, but we just finished it uh, last couple of days, actually. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's just kind of crazy. Everything after 11 years without a record. I mean, in the last three weeks, you know, photo shoots, press, cool. like, wow, this shit's happening again. Holy shit. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, what have you been? What have you been? I'm very, very grateful, really. So. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, I can I can sense that. And, you know, the opportunity to come back is one thing, but what what have you been doing in between 2009 and now? I know you were 2006, is it? It's been a while anyway, so have you just been working? Well, the last or? album came out 2011, um, but we've, you know, I, really, we, we, you know, aside from a few years, I mean, I mean, basically what happened is, I mean, the band, we were working our asses off, I mean, for 15 years, you know, um, I mean, really, really working our asses off touring. And, uh, you know, after the Century Media years, we changed to a smaller label. And, uh, you know, when, when you go to a smaller label without those big connections and the big machine behind you, um, you tend to kind of see who's really behind you, <laughs> you know? Yep. And, uh, you know, the scenes kind of changed within underneath our feet, like right around Revolting Room. Um, you know, kill switch engages and all uh, the you know unearthed and all these bands really came in and swept the scene and and changed everything. And uh, you know that was around when we parted ways with Century Media. So um, you know, after really burning burning rubber and you know treading the road for a long time, it's like we were killing ourselves and we seen what was happening and we seen that we weren't you know the hottest band. And, and, and turn around, we should have kept going. Um, but the reality of things is, you know, I had children that were growing up and needed yes. their dad home. And um, it's something, you know, the guys felt that it was it was going to be okay to, to take a, a back seat a little bit. And uh, we never really broke up. But without, you know, Century Media and the big label behind us, it was really hard to keep us on radar. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, uh, between the uh, scars between us and now, um, I mean, we've really been writing and, you know, writing and writing and writing with, you know, Scott came back for a second. We started writing. Oh, wow. Okay. It didn't really work out. We scrapped the record. You know, me and Paul started writing it, the new album, and, uh, you know, and then all of a sudden, Snake came back to the band and we yeah. threw everything out the door. So, so really, everything has just been 
really kind of in motion for the last seven years. Um, but one thing I could say is the music that you you're going to hear on the new album is stuff that has been personally in my veins for the last uh, for this whole time. So there's songs that have been you know um, I've been nurturing <clears throat> have come and gone through you know every different kind of change you can imagine and everything and uh, you know when when Snake joined the band we uh, again um, you know mm-hmm. we started touring hitting the road and uh, you know we we found out that we really wanted to do it again and <clears throat> you know uh put our minds to do it and here six months later we're we're just Doing about it. done with the record with yeah we have to go back in the studio um next weekend to do one more track of vocals and we're done Wicked. and uh yeah man music fans is man and there's a lot of fans out there that don't realize they're fans yet until they hear the music i'm sure of it and the one the great thing about a new album is it gives people an opportunity to get back into your, your older material as well your legacy material as well because you, you're sure. you're actually at the point where you would have influenced a lot of the younger fellas and girls that are going around right now so do you get that feedback from from musicians that you meet on the road or out and about in general Oh yeah, no, no, definitely. We get that a lot, a lot from from the bands, newer bands that are coming up. Um, you know, there are a lot of most of them are skin lap bands. A lot of the older bands, as you know, and rightfully so. I mean, so are we. We're like we're really big fans of this of music. Hmm. Um, I I listen to. I'm, I'm on board of everything that comes out new, man. I I kind of try to take in everything, but um, yeah, you know. Um, it's been really cool the support we get from uh, not only our peers but a lot of the new bands and stuff like that that were younger and coming up when we were we were hitting it hard. So mm. we're hoping that that'll all uh, you know <clears throat> turn around and snowball into maybe you know they like this new record and uh, maybe we, we share the stage together. Mm out there with these new bands that are blowing shit up you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah i do i do and and i tell you it's great seeing snake back up there with you again because one of the most imposing things you can see from an audience perspective is you up there you know remember when you had the massive dreadlocks on your bass and just screaming down the microphone at the audience and then snakes off to the <laughs> side there with his massive dreads man it was it was a it was one of those things where when you think about what a band should look like who plays the music that you guys do you guys were the archetype there. So it's really cool to see that you guys are back in forces. So I take it you guys are, are good mates these days. And can you tell me a bit about the relationship between yourself and Snake? Is it is it one of those things that sort of matured and evolved since back in the back in the day? Well, I mean, of course. And and I mean Snake's helped me mature. Um Snake's you know, Snake, you know, has just got this uh <laughs> venomous <laughs> personality <laughs> that, that you know, it grows on you and uh if you have had the problems like I did, um, I've got severe social anxiety. Right. I'm an only child. I don't let too many people play in my sandbox. You know what I mean? It's like, man, I'm the fucking lead singer. You know, <laughs> you know, there's LSD in there somewhere. <laughs> but I mean, you know, there's people like Snake that that uh, that smooth off the edges of all this, you know, abrasiveness yeah. and. Uh, definitely, he, he's just—he's a person that doesn't do that to me. I mean, he does to anyone that he comes involved in. That. And and I—I I, I can't only just say that about Snake, but um, you don't know Marcos yet. Marcos has been in the band quite a bit a while now, um, and he was in the band before Snake came back. And he's—it's crazy because uh, just like Snake, everybody loves Marcos. You know, um, he's a beautiful person. Um, you know, wouldn't wouldn't hurt a fly, wouldn't talk shit about a fly. And, um, you know, that, that's all important. Um, 
And uh, I feel that, yeah, you know, like you said, the whole, you know, the dreadlock thing, it's like that's always been a uh, a thing about Skin Lab, you know, we're a bunch mm. of dirty fuckers from Oakland, and <laughs> yeah, they're back, you know, longer than fucking ever. Sweet. And that's, that's funny, we call it the Skin Lab Car Wash, because, you know, Marcos <laughs> has these fucking dreadlocks that are like, we, I call them, um, they're, I call them uh, octopus tentacles, because they right. just... Fucking, I could be like halfway to cross a 20 foot stage and he'd walk by me and just fucking hit me from 10 feet away. And was like, what the <laughs> fuck was that? You know, it was like a, you know, octopus came across the stage. So yeah, we like to brutalize the fans with them too. And, uh, definitely a part of the, the thing. I mean, images, images, everything. And when I feel yeah. that when you, you know, we're not slipping on or nothing, um, you know, with the fucking badass and take that all the way to level. But we definitely, when, when you see skin lab, you know, it's skin lab. And, Absolutely. Uh, you know, you're an old yeah. fan of ours and, uh, you know, we're, you're not going to walk away disappointed. Okay. I guarantee you that. Sweet. Now, what about the revolting room? You did something there that was one of the first times, I'm sure other bands have done it, but this is one of the first times that I'd really heard about someone doing this. And that was when you, you released a number that people could call in, basically swear at you and carry on. And mm-hmm. some of that stuff made the album. So did you have anything mm-hmm. similar lined up for this one here or was that a one-off deal? You know, uh, again, that's when we were with the big machine. Um, we had, you know, Century Media, all the kids that worked there. And I, I call them kids because they're a bunch younger. We were all kids back then. Shit. They were saying the same thing. Um, you know, yeah. now the, the, the guys that were running Century Media are now running the fucking scene now. You know, you got Steve Joe, um, you know, um, all, God, I mean, all those guys that, that used to run Century Media. I mean, they're the guys running the game now, you know? So mm-hmm. we had all these people into with all these different ideas, you know, that were, uh, that were just groundbreaking, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. I think we were one of the first bands that actually had this double-sided fucking, it looked like, you know, a page out of Revolver Magazine for our bio, you know what I mean? I mean, like, they went, they went all out for us. And uh, so, yeah, I mean... We, uh, I, I think I'm veering off from your question. I no, apologize. that's fine. No, but, you go for it. No, it's any, any, answer it the way you like. Yeah. No, um, again, um, I mean, yeah, I understand. We, you had a big that machine. was such a cool thing with our fans. I mean, we still have people that go, Hey, I was the dude who was, you know, did this. And I was like, Oh shit, dude, you were fucking scary, bro. Are you all right? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, uh, it's a, it was a cool, pl- it was a cool pl- way for us to connect with our fans and let them be a part of our venture. And, um, yeah, fucking, they, they knocked it out of the park with that one. Mm, sweet. Mate, I think that's it. I think my time's up and the next one's going to come through in a sec. But look, congratulations on an epic career. You know I'm a big fan, as you've pointed out. And uh, it's just so great to see you back and coming down here with pissing razors. I've already had a chat to Joe and he's a lovely fella. Um, I can't wait for the show. Yeah, it's fantastic. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, let them know. We're coming to beat you guys up hard. <laughs> Will do, mate. All right, no worries. All the best <laughs> with it and see you down here. Hey, thanks again, bud. No worries, mate. Okay, catch ya. Take care. Bye. You've been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List Online. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith, and that interview subject was the one and only Steve Esquivel from the US Outfit Skin Lab. Thanks so much for listening.